I just want to tell everybody that I love you. Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Godleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics, and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com. T-I-G-S-H-O-W dot com. Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. We're there, man. Cool. Yeah, so I, I I look funny in my hat, but I didn't comb my hair today, and I don't want you to make fun of me. So. Oh, I did comb my hair today. I don't yeah. have a hat. Well, fancy You think pants. I, I would make fun of you, for real? I, I don't know. I don't want to disappoint you. We're at a fragile place in our relationship, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um Ugh. So t- today, keep this show going. Today, uh, I want to do something slightly different. I don't want to announce what I'm drinking until I start doing my portion of the show because it'll be like a minor spoiler. Uh, what are you um, drinking? Uh, I th- I've got it's super lame. I've got a Sam Adams Pale Ale. <laughs> I didn't know they did a Pale Ale. Um, you know, Sam Adams is fine if you're gonna go with like mainstream large domestic brewer you could do worse than sam adams and by worse i mean like budweiser yeah i get that i mean it's a pale ale is a poor man's ipa so it's like a yeah whatever and and like i said yesterday is i don't remember if it's international or national ipa day it was one of those so belated day yeah. Happy happy IPA day to you as well. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've rushed into this whole thing. I just got home from lunch and drinking and I feel bad cuz I don't I I am going to wing this shit hard. Oh, you didn't do a page and a half of notes like I did? I sat here this morning and was beating my face against the keyboard trying to come up with something. You know, if I don't what do you think the average IBUs is for for a pale ale? Yeah. Mm, I don't know, like in the 50 30s? something? Oh, nah, really? It's too high. Yeah. Really, you think? Are you googling it? I don't know though. I would have guessed 50s, but yeah, this is 32. It's a 54 uh so this is not going to be the only thing I have on this episode. Okay. Well, do you want to go first? So then, when you fall apart in about thirty <laughs> minutes, it'll be it'll be my turn to talk. Totes. Okay. So, uh, oh, real quick, I have a plug that I want to plug uh, before I forget because it's <laughs> plug well, it's, that plug. It's at the top of my notes list, and if I scroll down, I'll forget about it. Uh, a gentleman. Oh Jesus! All I did was copy the ad copy. I didn't copy the guy's name. Oh, did Jesus uh, sponsor this episode? <laughs> no. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wing this. I'm gonna say either the gentleman's name is Clark Giles or Giles Clark. 
And uh, he emailed us and asked us if we would review a book that he has on Kickstarter. So I messaged him back and said, we don't do reviews because that's not what we do. And it's not smart business-wise to review comics. But I told him he took the time to reach out to us. I'd plug his Kickstarter. So uh, he has a book He has a book called The World of Tomorrow. It's on Kickstarter. It's an off-the-wall comedy series set in 1950s Hollywood following uh, the burned-out lead actor of a sci-fi tv show called the world of tomorrow and i guess he gets confused and he starts getting like chased down for unpaid gambling debts but he he gets confused and thinks that he's on his show so he plays the character from the sci-fi show uh captain cal armstrong so now with the mob on his tail and his tyrannical studio boss at his throat craig needs to find a way to save his sanity keep a show on the air and save his girlfriend all before the show's 5 p.m. final broadcast. Uh, so yeah, go to uh, kickstarter.com and search uh, the world of tomorrow and check it out. It's pretty, looks pretty, uh, pretty well done. So oh, that's uh, interesting. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, Clark Giles or Giles Clark. I'm sorry. I'm not going to pull up the email now. Okay. So uh, today's topic was a great one that you thought of. I'm so pumped for it. I'm super excited. I put a lot of work into it. I'm sure you did as well, and uh, so a couple of weeks ago we were a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the Predators movie, and we've talked in the past about how a lot of these franchise movies would be better if you just set movies within the universe that aren't necessarily tied to the other movies. Yeah, so don't just, give me that continuity bullshit. Yeah, so just use the established rules of the franchise, but create a different story or spin off or something kind of like what uh i was gonna bag on and say kind of like what rogue one should have been but my story does tie into the bigger universe slightly so that's what rogue one did um so but that kind of that kind of thought process basically pick a franchise pick a universe and we're gonna pitch a movie in it and i got i got like a director lined up i got my four stars lined up uh i don't know how far you got into it but i'm gonna let you go first while I drink this, while I drink this quart, quart of Mississippi mud in preparation for my, my special show cocktail. Oh wow! All right. I've seen that shit lying around at uh, where is it? The everywhere. Cost plus. No, it really fits. Is that right? I don't know where you got yours. Yeah, Mississippi Mud, it's a it's a black and tan, it's a quart, you get it everywhere. It's only sold in single quarts. It's fine. It's five percent. It's nothing special. It five. Was like three to, yeah, oh. it's like three it's like three dollars for a quart of beer. Oh my god. Based on the look of that bottle, I would have expected more than five. Well we used to use these when my kids were little. Uh, if you don't know what it is, just Google Mississippi Mud, black and tan. But uh we used to use it when we were little, each one of my kids, this was their piggy banks, because it's you could fit a quarter in the oh. lip there yeah maybe i'll start carrying this around to like the gym as my water bottle just like this giant fucking thing you could just play it wherever you go mm-hmm. get a washboard and a oh come on well, it's got too much beer in it maybe oh. when it gets maybe when it hollows out a little bit yeah okay. maybe at the end of the episode you can serenade us yeah i'll use my washboard abs and the mississippi mud uh jug <laughs> Um, okay, ah! Scott. So, uh, can I try to guess what franchise you used? What word do you, do we want to use? Franchise? Or do we want to use universe? 
I don't think it matters. They're interchangeable. Okay, so I'm trying to rack my brain. And I, I think that you're going to go not... I'm putting it out into the cosmos. Well, I think it's too easy to say something like Star Wars or Star Trek. That's too easy. I'm going to say you went with Jurassic Park. No, I did not. Okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Nope. Okay. This is going to be the episode. Uh, okay, then maybe you picked one of the two we talked about. So you picked Aliens. I was going to do Aliens. Um, I was thinking about the kind of movies that already existed. So you have Alien, which is a horror movie. And then Aliens, which is a war movie. Uh, Alien 3 is another horror movie. Uh, Alien Resurrection was just like shitty action movie. Uh, and then like the last two are like hardcore sci-fi movies. So what else can you do with that property? Comedy. Uh, right. <laughs> Romance. Yeah. Did you do yeah. did you did you do a xenomorph and, xenomorph and, romance film? And then I thought, well, romance, like there are a lot of themes with Alien. Um especially with like original Geiger Alien with very phallic and then just with like the nature of the creature with um impregnation and uh sort of like uh this invasive species and uh he's also like big and black like bigger than all the humans and just really dark black like that's a metaphor yeah for us white people yeah small yeah. penises yeah that's right um mm-hmm. so i don't know i didn't there's not there's not a lot of comedy to be found in that <laughs> I'm uh, I'm having I'm having fun so far. Uh, so I I really wanted to do that. I really wanted to be the guy to bridge Alien and what's your number? <laughs> I wanted to be able to marry the creature in space with a dumb Chris Evans romantic comedy, but it it was it was too hard. I couldn't do it. Like a 10 things I hate about you, but with like a xenomorph and a chest booster. Yeah. Yeah. But I think maybe it lends itself really well to like uh, the themes of like 70s slasher movie with, with the, where the virgin is the one that survives. But again, that was too hard. I'm not going to do that. No, she never said that. That's the first time you've ever said you're not going to do anything that's hard. I was going to say that's the first time anybody's ever said to you that's too hard. Yeah, sure. I got my hat on backwards, so this is going to become the bro show here in a few seconds. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't know. Unless you unless you chose bro, how hot is she? Yeah. So unless you chose uh, Predator, brah, I have no idea what you could have done. I am going to go with Predator. Um, okay. And in the spirit of being fucking lazy, I'm going to piggyback on the concept that I came up with in the last episode with two, the two, epi- two episodes ago, two episodes ago. 
If you listen to our show, yeah. If you listen to our show, it was two episodes ago. What was last week? Don't uh, I don't fucking care. Don't tell me. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's not important. Um. Yeah, that. So, I I I really like the idea of Predator being loose in like Supermax prison, but I think I'm gonna set it in like the far future, and it's like an asteroid space prison or something. Okay, well, did you, um, what's, let, let's start with the title, our, okay. our star, our, our title and our stars, and then maybe a director, and then the story. Well, it's gotta be... Predator in Space. Prison. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Predator in Space. Uh, dot, 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 prison. <laughs> you don't see enough ellipses in movie titles. Too many colons, not enough ellipses. <laughs> oh, oh. It's starting to sound like a bar I went to once. Way too many colons. <laughs> Doesn't make sense because every everyone has a colon. Um, so if there's like three people there, then there's already way too many colons. Um, okay. All right, maybe All right. maybe maybe we'll figure out a better name at okay. some point. Okay. Um, let's call it. Let's call it. Uh, let's put a pin in it. I'll come back to it. <laughs> this is already the best episode ever. All right. On, well, real quick, let me interrupt you real quick. Yes. When I listen to podcasts and the host just laughed the whole time, I turn the podcast <laughs> off immediately. Uh, <laughs> But this is gonna get be magic. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, no, stick, there's nobody st- now. This is just us right now. Stick, stick with us, buddies. No, and ladies. No. Um, <laughs> I will. Spoiler: Turn it off right now because it's not getting better. <laughs> oh, mine's gonna be great. Okay, so who do you have a star in mind, or stars in mind, or roles in mind? Uh, hmm. I'm gonna go with. I don't know. I don't know the tone. So if I want it to be, I suppose with a property like this, you're doing um, action horror. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But maybe just more action than action horror. God, you know, a part of me wants to put the rock in it. It's fuck yeah. Uh, who doesn't want to see The Rock versus Predator? Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's go with The Rock. Uh, we're gonna need uh, a little bit of uh, comic relief. Uh, so let's go with uh, ooh, ooh, he's so hot right now with The Rock. Let's go with Kevin Hart. Okay, let's put them together again. Is there gonna be a Is scene there- where? Where the Rock has a backpack. Magic. Is there going to be a scene where the Rock has a a backpack on and Kevin Hart sits in it, like one of those toddler <laughs> like Yoda <laughs> backpacks? Okay, yeah, I'm making fun yeah. of a I'm making fun of a multi billionaire. So let's move past that, folks. Okay, who's your female oh, he, lead? Who's well, your? Yeah, he's going to need a rebound after skyscraper. So mm-hmm. I'm going to throw him yeah. a predator bone. dot 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 in space. Yeah, throw him a bone. That's what he needs. Uh, who's your who's your female lead? 
Uh, that obviously Kevin Hart's going to try to hook up with, but really The Rock is going to be the one that nails her because it's America. Uh, well, I mean, if... I don't know. Is this a, 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 a co-ed space prison? Because in space, things are... Well, <laughs> it, you... it's the future, so things are more... Uh, but you have to have a... Things are less gender binary in the future. This is a progressive future. You have to have a female lead or else you're going to alienate half of your audience. But it's got the rock in it. Yeah, I guess instead of having a female lead, you could just have the rock take his shirt off like the first five minutes in and just be shirtless through the whole thing. What if the predator is a female? <laughs> What if it's just like the predator's face, like the normal predator's face, but just like a super supermodel's body? <gasps> I'm gonna have Kate Upton play Predator. <laughs> there you go, perfect. She has she has fishnets. We're has gonna the bring be- the fishnets back. That's right. She has a good frame for it. She's good to go. She's perfect. preggers right now, though. Oh, so well, we're gonna have to wait that out. Right. We could there's we could do some CGI. That's only that. gonna help. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh. Who's going to direct this this uh, uh, action horror movie? Hmm. Uh, Do you have a favorite action ugh. horror director? Action horror. Oh. I was going to say McGee. Just because I think... I. He has the aesthetic to pull yeah. it off? Yeah. He could he could bring some of that Charlie's Angels magic to the Predator franchise. That's right. That's right. I really want to explore the personality of the Kate Upton Predator. Right. That she should be the is it protagonist? Yeah, it should be from her point of view. Like she just had to give birth in a prison because that's where she ended up and she's just trying to protect her Predator baby. The, oh, the, mm, the, mm, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm re, I'm taking over. This is what I do. No, I hear, no, I hear no, an idea. no, no. Um, nah, oh, boy. It would make her character more sympathetic. I'm so happy you didn't write anything down as far as research went for this episode. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Future space prison. The rock. Kevin Hart, uh, William H. Macy. Oh, you're going for the Academy voters now. Uh, wait, no, not William H. Macy. We're going with Mandy Patinkin. Ooh, classic. Good choice. Um, but he could also be just like, I don't know what's happening off camera there. (laughs) Filing my nails. Uh Oh, um, (laughs) i'll stop i was so riveted i'm so i'm so riveted by what you're talking about i don't want to bite Uh, my nails so i'm trying to file them all right Um, kate upton predator post-pregnancy okay okay let's do it let's get real uh kate upton predator is from I'm going to go no, we're going to we're going to squeeze in the 
<laughs> romantic comedy aspect. And we're going to go a Romeo and Juliet thing. So The Rock and Kate Upton Predator are going to fall in love. But obviously they can't be together because one of them kills the other ones for sport. Spoiler alert. I like that. Yeah. T- I like the twist. Even if even if you were serious about it for two seconds, I like the idea of our of our hero protecting protecting a predator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think a predator needs protection. Well, you, whatever. No, you can't do that. You gotta. This is the twenty first century. You gotta flip it so that she's protecting him from the other predators. Yeah, because no, daddy, I love him. He's like a pet. <laughs> the predator toddler wants to play with him. Yeah. Okay, so what? So so what? What? What are the? What are uh, the rock and what? What are their roles? What are they doing on this space prison? The mm. rock, the rock, mm. and and five foot two Kevin James, not okay. Kevin James, Kevin. Oh, we could also have Kevin James. <laughs> Maybe he's the warden. No, he's daddy predator. Oh, okay. Even even a predatored up Kate Upton. No, fuck Kevin Christopher James. Walken is going to be Daddy Predator. I'm having a hard time processing all this. Okay, you're in love with this human. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, let's. Uh, hey, uh, 25 minutes into the podcast, let's get into act. <laughs> let's get into Act One. This is- the space prison <laughs> I'm just gonna do the rest of it in Jimmy Stewart I met Jimmy Stewart once what what are you talking about Super Bowl party like in the you 80s give us a Jimmy Stewart story now like a Super Bowl party in the 80s uh, I feel like I told this story recently but obviously not to you because um, I have other friends uh, so like <laughs> I was on uh, I was on the honor roll like in elementary school Oh and, goddamn liar! Yeah, I know. And then the that was in Oceanside, California. The Super Bowl was in San Diego. I think the Broncos are playing, and I don't know who else. Maybe the Redskins. I don't care. It's football. Uh, but so they decided to bus us to like the Hyatt for like a party because we're you know they did that with all the honor roll students. And uh, so I went on this bus with a bunch of other geeks and nerds, and we went to this Hilton or Hyatt party where they had free food and free soda pop. And before the game started, we watched on a like a, a big projector. Before the game started, there were like stars there. It was like a charity thing, and uh, I got a picture with Jimmy Stewart, and he signed it and shook my hand. And oh, I had no, wow. I had no idea who he was because I was like, <laughs> I was like eleven. Uh, but yeah, he was old as fuck then, like older than oh, dirt. I'm sure. I remember shaking his hand, thinking like, I can't squeeze too. I'm like an eleven year old. <laughs> I weigh like 80 pounds. <laughs> I weigh like 80 pounds soaking wet, maybe 70 pounds soaking wet. And I like soft, softly shook his hand because I was afraid his bones were just dust. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It broke Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. So that's my Jimmy Stewart story. Okay. Act one. Predator, predator in space. Okay. <laughs> dot, dot, dot in space. You know, if it was a porn movie, it could be sexual predator in space. <laughs> Okay. I think I'm getting drunk. <laughs> oh, the rock. 
He's in love with an alien. It's so bad. It's so bad. That was terrible. It's not good. <laughs> I, need, I need to work on that one. Yeah, workshop that shit. Um, okay, well, act one, obviously. All of the Predator movies open with um, the Predator, like, either crashing on Earth or, like, falling to Earth, right? Coming to do the hunt thing. Um, but I figure Kate Upton Predator is a bad driver. So, <laughs> what is she, she? Is she Asian? She obviously just crashes on on future space prison. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. While she's waiting for Predator AAA, there's like a prison break. Uh, and I don't know. You can't have the rock be a convict i don't think uh maybe he's a prison guard maybe he's the low-level mechanic who was sent to fix the window she broke like he's like an auto like a safe auto guy or a glass oh okay What's like, this, you know what this i'm talking turning about turning into this turning into softcore porn now <laughs> no, he shows saying, up he's the glass guy and he gets stuck there. He just happens to be... He's a glass guy who had former military training in his... No, he shows up in his uniform with the, the name tag sewn onto his shirt, but mm-hmm. without sleeves, with his toolbox. Uh, this is where it's going to fall apart. But I'm, I'm banking on the strength. <laughs> this is where it falls apart. I, I'm banking on the box office strength of beefcake Dwayne Johnson and uh I was gonna say Kate Upton but we're not gonna see her face by the way by the way just I was gonna make a butterface joke I was gonna this I I couldn't work it in you're banking on the your female lead has never been in a movie that's what you're banking oh she has oh really yeah she was in uh with okay. Leslie Mann and somebody else, I don't remember. They were like three chicks all dating the same guy, so they decided to all like get revenge on this one guy. I don't know. I no. sat through a good portion of it just for Kate Upton. All right, I'll, I'll couldn't tell it. you what it was about. Next time I'm in my underwear, I'll Google it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thirty-one minutes in. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, the end. A, a riot has just happened on the space prison. All your principal uh, cast is there. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, does it matter? Dwayne Johnson, the rock, I'm just gonna call him the rock. I hate saying his name. The rock fights some guys. Kate Upton Predator bounces around for a little bit. Uh, Kevin Hart makes some jokes. Uh, uh, a climax, a uh, big battle between uh, Predator family and inmates with uh, movie couple The Rock and Predator Gal in the middle. Uh, predators win, and then they come to kill The Rock, and then we get... A stereotypical sort of farm girl thing with like I said no daddy I love him 
and then there's bonding between Christopher Walken Predator and The Rock and he's like made an honorary Predator so at the end like he gets his own helmet and gun thing and okay. uh okay. yeah I, yeah I was confused all the prisoners are predators and Christopher No Walken... all the pri- no the prisoners are people but Christopher Walken you said was the warden earlier now you just said he was a predator No I no he's the predator daddy Oh He's the Predator Patriarch. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So he can just do his lines from a studio in, like, Culver City. He doesn't have to yeah, show up yeah. on set. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love skinning all these humans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's bad, too. <laughs> it's better than your Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Anything's better than my Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, so like uh, maybe post credit scene is a couple of little rock Kate Upton predators running around, and uh, you know he he kisses her goodbye and leaves the predator house with his his briefcase and his predator mask, and uh, he gets in the car. And carpools to predator work. So what what is predator work like? If 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 you're not actually a predator and you're not hunting, what I mean, there's are there like a logistics? Is there administration? Is there what is? Oh there? yeah, he's an accountant or something. Yeah, this is not what he thought it was going to be. Right, he's like cataloging. Like they've already been to Earth four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to that one planet where those the Adrian Brody people were dropped off. Because that wasn't on yeah. Earth, right? The, that yeah, Adrian... I thought I was going to be hunting the deadliest game, but no, I'm uh, I'm finding tax loopholes. Well, I mean, when your wife is super hot Kate Upton, but she's also a predator, every time you make love to her, you're really like risking your... It's like an adventure right there. Yeah, I keep right? the mask on. Right, keep the yeah. mask on. She's the sexual predator in that situation. Oh, no, she has to go cloak mode. Uh, when he kisses her goodbye in the morning, does her whole like mandible like just <laughs> like encompass his whole face? Yeah. Like like a gar- uh-huh. like a garbage bag if you wrapped your head in a garbage bag, that's what it kissed. Yeah, I want to see her put lipstick on that. Yeah. Yeah, he probably like she probably just to be nice, she like files her little tusks <laughs> down cuz otherwise it'd just be a bloodbath every time they made out. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, you would have to. I mean I don't know. Does she have the dreads? Or does she have to do something different with her hair? Ponytail? Hmm. So that's your movie? So we talked about this all week, and that's what you got. That's what you came up with. I'm impressed. Honestly. <laughs> if there was a phrase... No, you're not. If, there was no, a, you're if, not. if someone held a gun to my head this morning and said... Tell me a phrase that you will never hear today, or I'm going to murder your children. I'll be like, well, I don't know. Let's put Kate Upton and Predator together, because that's impossible. <laughs> well, now my kids are dead. And <laughs> Billion dollars. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. Okay, so for me, to, I got to go get some ice to make my drink. Um, so you can either, we can either take a break or you can, uh, oh my God, you can guess what I'm going to, I'm just gonna, I'm not running to the store. It's just right in the, you couldn't have done this. The ice would have melted. The ice would have melted. Oh, I could have, but I fell asleep. Um, 
So, give me thirty seconds. Uh, you could talk about talk amongst yourselves. Uh, I guess my franchise. I'm sure you already know it, but I'm gonna. I'm out. Uh, I was. What? No, I'm not well, out. No. What? I was gonna. No, nothing. It's Jesus. not gonna get better. I'll be back in. 30. I was gonna speculate on on predator oral, but no. <laughs> let's not do that. No, let's not do that. No. I'm, I'm just gonna do some Jimmy Stewart for a little bit. You go. Okay, I'll be go back. Do your, go get your drink. <clears throat> Pardon. Uh oh, what you got here is a a a predator. No oh, God. I'm so. It, it, for those of you still listening, um, I'm gonna open another beer for you. Uh, because, uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are the real, the real heroes here. Thank you for, for sitting through this. This is, oh, this is the worst. This is, what is this? I don't even know what episode this is. This is like episode 87, That's something right. like that. Yep, exactly. This is 87. Oh God. But it's actually, if you count the... Uh, They're supposed to be getting better. If you count the... Uh, not that we're going to do this, but if you did count the Chaser episodes, it's like 99. <gasps> or 98, something like that. We'll have to have two different 100th episode episodes. Right. Okay. Shit's about to really... Uh, if you're just joining us, congratulations, because shit is about to get... Pop off here. Um so my drink, not that it wasn't great. Scott, try to stay awake, Scott. It's my turn to talk. So, what franchise do you think I did? I already told you, so but you might not remember. But I already told you. No, I know, I know, I know what you're doing. You're doing another Mamma Mia. That's right. So there's Mamma Mia, and then there's what's the new one called? Mamma Mia Two. No, Mamma Two. Mamma Mia More. Oh, that's clever. Mine's going to be Mamma Mia Moss, and it's going to all be in Spanish. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, to get things moving, I'm gonna, I, was, I, did, I set my movie in the, uh, the Wizarding World, the Harry Potter universe, created by uh, J.K. Rowling. Rowling? Rowling. Okay. Yeah, like the, the, the football. That's Rowling. Baseball? That's Rowling. Rowling? Right. Rowling? Okay, so my drink is... Uh, I found a recipe on uh, the HTTP colon forward slash <laughs> forward slash on the HTTP. Yeah. Uh, dot com. Uh, I think it's just a, a lady's website, uh, but it was a, a recipe for fire whiskey. So I decided to make a fire whiskey. It's going to be a shot. So it's going to be an in-depth process. Uh, only Scott's going to be able to see this, but you're welcome. So it's uh, I'm so excited. It's one ounce of whiskey. So I use the Wild Turkey uh, 101 bourbon. It's a half ounce of cinnamon schnapps. So I got some whatever they sold me at the store that was cheap. De, De Kuyper's Hot Damn Hot Cinnamon Schnapps. Uh, and then I needed a... Uh, it calls for a splash of 151 rum. They didn't have that. So I got 100% or 100 proof spiced rum. Captain Morgan's. Okay. So I'm supposed to put it in a shaker... I already fucked up because I did not bring the lid to my shaker. 
So you mix the uh, whiskey and cinnamon schnapps in the shaker with ice to chill it. Pour it into your illustrious gentleman's shot glass. Okay. Available at tigshow.com. Available at tigshow. Uh, actually, not available anywhere. Well, I mean, I guess I can mail them, but it's a pain in the butt. Um, so then you're supposed to put a splash of rum in there. There's not much room. I did a heavy pour. And I don't know what a splash is, to be honest with you. And you can't see this, Scott, but if this works, it's going to be astounding. Hang on. I'm going to move the mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Whoa, do it. It's not doing it. No, you got to tell people what you're doing. I'm trying to light. You're supposed to be able to light it on fire. It is not lighting. Yeah, it's not working. Well, if you don't look at the lighter, that looks fancy. Oh, uh, maybe uh. maybe that's why you need the 151 rum. Maybe the extra 50. Oh, yeah. Probably let, yeah. makes that shit. Oh, that's the second time in I don't know how many weeks I've heard 151 rum. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Right? So that's proof? Right, so it'd be 75% alcohol. That's craziness. Oh, you have a 50 rum? I have a 100 proof rum. It's 50% alcohol. Wow. It does. But I'm going to try to do this shot without spilling it. That is actually fucking delicious. Tastes just like um, like a cinnamon. Not like that shitty cinnamon drink that everyone drinks. Not Fireball. It's not that sweet. That's good. I'm going to make another one of those in a minute. Now that I know I don't have to light it on fire. Um, okay, so in the interest of time, it might sound like I'm reading most of my pitch. And it's it's because I am, because I fucking was a pro and I wrote it all out. Um, let's see. I'm going to make another drink while I do this. So my movie is set in the Wizarding World. It's set about 30, or sorry, about 10 years from now. I might join you here. You gonna do a shot? Do you have cinnamon schnapps and whiskey? No, but I have whiskey. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to, I'm gonna tie one on too. Yeah, get get some whiskey. We can take a break. I, it's right here. Oh. I keep it at my desk. Okay. So for so for our listeners, because my rum is not strong enough to light on fire, I'm just gonna add the rum to the shot. So I now have about a two ounce shot. Oh. which, if anyone knows math, is not going to fit in my shot glass. Um, so I just mix the three no, I mix the three ingredients together. I think the key is, for this drink, for me personally, is the shaker with the ice in it. Because then it makes your, your, makes your shot cold. What whiskey are you breaking out, one eye? Jameson Black Barrel Scotch. Irish whiskey. Yeah, I don't. I prefer American whiskey, but that's cool. Well, you know what? Today's uh, today's special National Beer Day. I'll stick with that. No, you should have. A but shot. I want to save them for future episodes, what? so I don't have to go back to the store. You do whatever you do, you buddy. Um, okay, so my movie set in the world of uh, the Wizarding World, yeah, which. So it used to be called, like, people used to call it, like, Harry Potterverse or Potterverse. But I think with the last movie and then the current movie, they're actually branding it as the Wizard Wizarding World. So that's what I'm calling it. 
So my movie is called, oh, you got a fancy scotch glass too. Mm. My movie is called The Marauders. I've always been fascinated uh, with the, the, the term The Marauders. Uh, in, a, in Harry Potter 3, when he discovers the Marauders map, I always like the name. Mm. I always like the name, the Marauders, uh, especially. In, Isn't in, that an X Men thing? Yes, the X Men also fought the Marauders. Yes, you're right. right. Uh, she she ripped off Chris Claremont, obviously. Uh, <laughs> my movie, The Marauders, would be directed by either Doug Liman, who made the three best Bourne movies, and he also made uh, that movie that they changed the name of, that Tom Cruise movie. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow that they now call Live, Die, Repeat. He made that, which was great mm. great sci-fi. Or my first choice would be uh, Denis Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made... Uh, so I didn't like. I didn't love The Arrival the way everybody else did, but he made... Uh, he makes very pretty movies. He makes pretty movies. He made the newest Blade Runner. Um, the movie... He didn't like Arrival? It was fine. Um, the movie he made before Arrival, I absolutely... Oh, Sicario. He made Sicario, which I uh, adore. Ah. So uh, those two would be fine uh, directing it. Obviously, it'd be written by myself. First writing credit. Whatever. No big deal. Okay. So I have four main characters. Okay. Bear with me. First one. This might end up being two episodes by the time we're done. No, no, nope. Uh, the, nope. The, the first one is, uh, is Elizabeth Bones, who, if you're... a uh, if you're well versed in the Potter universe, is going to be the daughter of Susan Bones, the grand the grand niece of Amelia Bones. Okay, the whole deal with the Bones family is that most of them were killed by Voldemort, so there's only like two or three of them left. Um, she's going to be played by a very cute Tessa Thompson, who I'm a huge fan of. Okay, next. Oh, you sent me this. Let me yeah. take a look at this thing. I feel like I'm gonna. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna spoil the characters unless I introduce them in the in the. Where would I know Tessa Thompson from? Was she Valkyrie? Yeah, she was Valkyrie. Okay. Um, she's a bunch of other movies too, but they're all. I'm all spaced right now. Um, okay. So, uh, Act One. So my movie is set roughly ten years from now, and uh, a woman named Elizabeth Bones is a detective for New Scotland Yard. So. She comes from a long line of wizards, but she's actually a squib, which if you don't know what that means, it means she's comes from a magical family, but does not have magical abilities. She's the daughter of oh. Susan Bones. So it's, it's, it's bizarre that she would come from such a long line of wizards and witches and not have the that, abilities. That's also a practical blood spur. Yes, I know. Uh, her family was uh, well known in the magic commu- magical community. She's the only squib known in her family line. She never knew her father, and her mom, whose whole family died in the Wizarding Wars, has tried to keep her away from the Wizarding World. But because she is who she is, she knows all about the Wizarding World. She just works a regular – she's a regular detective for Scotland Yard because she doesn't – Holy shit. Uh-oh. So There's a rabbit on my couch. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what you have – that's what happens when you have rabbits. Um, yeah. Sorry. So one day a file comes. I was not expecting. So one day a file comes across across her desk of a uh, like a unknown criminal just wanted for something. They don't have an ID on him, uh, but she recognizes him, and it's uh, Rabastan Lestrange. Lestrange. Uh, he's part of the. He's yeah. obviously part of the Lestrange family. He's a big bad guy. He's like second in command of Voldemort back in the day. Um, 
So most of her life, she's been obsessed with like she's been tracking down what happened to all of her family. So she knows she knows Death Eaters and Voldemort killed the majority of her family. So she's kind of like obsessed with finding this guy. So she takes a leave of absence from New Scotland Yard, and she she thinks she's gonna look for him and track him down. Um, she finds out that he's been building like his own sort of cult following of like young wizards and humans and disaffected youths and squibs and shit like that. And uh, he's all against like the international statute of secrecy. So he wants to openly attack the heart of London and, and call out the wizarding world, like make them known. Um, she knows that that's going to be a problem if you expose these two worlds. So she decides she has to stop him. So she needs help. So the first person she goes to is the son of Neville Longbottom. So in canon, Neville Longbottom marries Hannah Abbott. Neville goes on to be a teacher at Hogwarts. Hannah Abbott runs the Leaky Cauldron. So she goes to the Leaky Cauldron. Hannah Abbott. Hannah Abbott was just a girl in the movies, uh, a Hufflepuff who's part of Dumbledore's army. She's one of the characters in the fifth book. Um, but her and uh, Susan Bones were friends in school. So in my movie... Uh, Susan Bones' daughter, my main character, Elizabeth Bones, her godmother is Hannah Abbott because her parents were best friends. So she knows Hannah and Neville. So she goes to the Leaky Cauldron and meets Neville's son, who's named after his grandfather, who was tortured by our villain, Ravistan Lestrange. So Frank Longbottom II is named after his grandfather, who was tortured and driven insane by Ravistan Lestrange during the first Wizarding War. So they meet at the Leaky Cauldron, Frank is already an Auror, and he, when she talks to him, he he already knows that Robiston Lestrange has been making a comeback. He's already been tracking him. Robiston Lestrange is undesirable number one on the Ministry's Most Wanted. But Frank, out of, like, family, you know, this guy tortured his grandparents, so he wants to be the guy who brings him in, right? So he doesn't tell his superiors that he knows that this guy is back on the scene or whatever. So the two of them decide, because of our family basically to get revenge and vengeance we're going to bring be the guy to bring this guy in to so they decide to do it kind of off the books okay act two which is the second act in the three act movie um they got to recruit someone who can get information so so uh you know frank longbottom the second can't can't go undercover and get information because everybody knows his dad's neville longbottom and he works for the ministry she's a squib which is you know almost like a muggle she can't do it so they need to recruit someone who can get like street level information so they recruit a character named uh perino perino i already i wrote it but i don't know how to pronounce it perineal perineal baddock sure so the baddocks have long been a family that have all been in slytherin and whatever so she's like an or like a young or like 20 and she's trying to turn the family name around she doesn't want to be bad she doesn't want everyone to think they're bad just because of what her name is so frank pulls her off of her normal duties asks her to go undercover to help him she's happy to do that because she wants a chance to change you know the perception of her family and she can go into nocturne alley and go these other places and look for clues that they can't um so she's kind of like their informant or their undercover operative uh, so they find out that uh, Rabistan Lestrange is holed up inside the Riddle House, which uh, it's a misguided tribute to Voldemort because Voldemort hated being a Riddle. But I needed a location that seemed to make sense. So the house and the grounds are protected by powerful enchantments and curses. Knowing that they need muscle and they need someone that can help them get in, 
they recruit the most famous former Gringotts curse breaker, uh, Bill Weasley. So at this point, Bill Weasley would probably be in his 60s. And as he got older, I don't know if you remember, but when he was younger, he got attacked by a werewolf. Mm-hmm. So as he got older, as he aged, his wolfish tendencies kind of compounded and got stronger. So his family's oh. his family kind of like got they, – they couldn't have anything to do with him because he's hard to be around, right? So he's kind of living on his own. Uh, so they recruit him. Uh, he's physically strong, but also he's a, he knows how to break curses and shit. So he lives alone now. Uh, his growing temperament has driven him away from his family. He's difficult to be around, but to him, he sees this as like his last great adventure and he's happy. I would think that the werewolf part would dissipate over time as dogs age seven times faster than people. No, you just don't understand how werewolf uh, attacks work. That's apparently. apparently. Um, so he's kind of like the crazy, like he's just kind of like he's looking for anything to, to ha- he's looking for anybody who wants to be a part of his life. So he's like really pumped, right? He's really like, let's do this. So he's like a 60-year-old man who's super excited about shit, but also very powerful. He would be the brute. He would be the rock of our situation. Um, I missed I missed all this earlier. So when I introduced Frank Frank Longbottom, Frank Longbottom is played by Charlie Hunnam from uh, Sons of Anarchy fame, just because he's a dreamer, dreamboat. Uh, Perinelle Baddock is going to, I needed a young British actress. uh, So she's played by Ella Purnell, which if you ever saw the uh, uh, Miss Peregrine School for Gifted whatever. Nobody did. uh, She was in that movie. Uh, So she's Perinelle Baddock. And then... uh, was she Eva Green? Nope. Then who cares? That's <laughs> uh, so fair. Uh, and my Bill Weasley, <laughs> my Bill Weasley is played by the actual father of the actor who played their young Bill Weasley is Brendan Gleeson, who actually played Mad Eye Moody in the Harry Potter. Yes, movies. but he that's interesting. He fits this role perfectly, so uh, he's my Bill Weasley. So those are my four: Tessa Thompson, Ella Purnell. Uh, Charlie Hunnam and Brendan Gleeson. Uh, okay, so they got their whole team together now. They're kind of on their own. Act three. Uh, so the beginning of their mission to infiltrate the Riddle House, they're getting ready to go. And in the background, you see uh, Frank Longbottom move in and, and you think he's going to kiss uh, Elizabeth Bones because you need like a romance angle. But in actually actuality... You see her take an, you see him take her necklace off and then he whispers something to her actually whispers something to the necklace and then puts it in her pocket right so that should all be in the background it shouldn't be overly noticeable um, so then the four of them sneak into the riddle house Bill uses his curse breaking skills and his brute strength to lead the way before they go in Frank Longbottom creates like a magical seal around the property to prevent uh, Rabiston Lestrange's escape, but it also prevents anyone else from coming in. So they're basically trapped. So it's kind of like your mentality of like fighting in the prison. They're trapped in this house. No one can get in. No one can get out. They have to fight their way through. So they got to fight like all these like young wizards and even humans with like guns, like because they don't have wands, they have guns. So they have to fight and they have to do all this shit. And uh, even though Rabiston Lestrange is really old. Uh, he's super powerful. He's probably the one of the most powerful wizards in the world right now. So anyways, as the battle rages on, the heroes are wounded. 
mostly defeated. Uh, Bill Weasley and Perinel are knocked unconscious. Elizabeth is really injured and bloodied. So Frank is taking on Rabistan and he's losing, obviously. So right before Rabistan Lestrange delivers the killing curse onto Frank Longbottom, Elizabeth runs up behind him and you can see that she has gloves on her hand. She puts the necklace around his neck and he disappears. So earlier, you cut back earlier, uh, Frank made her necklace into a port key. So when she put the necklace around Rabiston Lestrange's neck, he was transported instantly to uh, Azkaban. So that's how they, they got him out of there. Uh, oh. Yeah. So uh, after that's done, you know, they're kind of like laying there exhausted because that's like the cool thing to do. Like they can barely move. So he lifts his wands and he undoes the magical enchantment around the house. As soon as he does that, all these aurors apparate into the room, wands out. They're ready to fight. Bill limps in carrying uh, Perinel and uh, aurors kind of like point their wands at him. And because he's a cool fucking old dude, he just like laughs at them. <laughs> so anyways, so then you got your epilogue, right? So then days later... The four of them are all sitting back at the bar at the Leaky Cauldron. Hannah Abbott tells them the drinks are on the house forever because they brought down this the, the undesirable number one. Frank explains that he's been fired by the ministry uh, because creating a port key without authorization is illegal, but also going after a known undesirable by yourself is is not recommended. Uh, but because his dad is friends with Harry Potter... He doesn't isn't going to go to Azkaban. He isn't going to be charged for his crimes, but he lost his job as an as an Uh, uh Perinel, perennial Perinel. I should have chosen a better name. I can't even pronounce it. Uh, she was not. She did not get in trouble because Frank said that she told him to do that. So she was just following orders. So she doesn't really get in trouble. Um, Elizabeth Bones, they they would normally obliviate her, but she's also she already knows all about the Wizarding World, so they they don't do anything to her to punish her. So it's the four of them sitting at the bar, and this is the money. The last shot of the the last shot is of the four of them all drinking, probably drinking fire whiskey, much like I am, although it wasn't on fire. So so they took down Rabistan uh, uh, Lestrange, who was undesirable number one. So the last shot of the movie is Bill smiling, looking at the other three, and say. So who's undesirable number two? And then you slam to the credits. Nice. Clapping for my own movie, but uh. <laughs> so they're like a they're like a like a like a detective agency or something like that, whatever you want to call it. Uh, bounty hunters. There you go. Yeah. I feel like at some point during I feel like at some point <laughs> at some point during the last twenty minutes I thought you were sleeping. <laughs> You might, you might have been sleeping. I might have been sleeping. Mm. I was distracted by this picture of Charlie Hunnam. He's a handsome fucking dude. <laughs> Although I feel like if I lost some weight and was about ten years younger, I would look almost exactly, <laughs> almost exactly like that. <laughs> I look more like Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> He's a cool looking dude. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Uh, excellent. This is going to be our, our most listened to episode ever, I think. All right. So how was your, um, if you remember, so, so do you want to rate the, the scotch or do you want to rate the Sam Adams? What's going to be your drink of choice for this episode? Uh, let's do, 
I'm going to do the Sam Adams because I bought it specifically for the show. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, it's um, it, it was mediocre at best. I'll give it a two. I'll round down to a two. Yeah, sorry, Sam. Uh, I I don't mind regular Sam Adams. I think some of their other things are pretty good. Like um, mm-hmm. their winter loggers, really tasty. But uh, but this this didn't do anything for you me. know you were you were dead on when you said like if there is a beer like if you're gonna go from if you're gonna go from someone who always drank bud light and you want to get to a person who drinks like craft ipas sam adams is the gateway drug to get you there it's the easiest it's a stepping stone yes that's for sure it's the marijuana to that heron that is like a lagunitas ipa or something like that and they they, they produce like I forget what the commercial said. It was something stupid, like 60 different kinds of beer. Yeah, they're probably, outside of Miller Coors and Budweiser and uh, whoever owns Heineken, like the Seagram's company or something, they're probably the biggest producer that's not one of those three, right? Yeah, I mean, just numbers-wise, they're bound to make something you're going to enjoy. Much like this show, just numbers-wise, you're bound to enjoy some of these episodes. And you know what? If you want, just send me an email and I'll send you my treatment for this movie because it's, I don't think I did it justice. <laughs> I really, you know, I guess I could break this down and write an entire screenplay. Yeah. Hey, Hollywood. That's right. Hit up my boy. Well, also, if when you want to do uh, Comedy Central, when you want to do shorts, let's do uh, Sexual Predator in Space Prison. So you gave yours a two? It's a solid two. Okay, so the fire whiskey. Let me go back up to my ingredients. I'm really disappointed it didn't start fire. So if you can, if you can get a, sorry, I keep burping. If you can get a 151 rum, the store I went to, this was the best they had was 100% or 100 proof rum. So it did not light on fire. But get yourself some whiskey, get yourself some cinnamon schnapps, get yourself some rum. I don't really know what the rum is supposed to do other than to maybe cause the fire. Because when you have just a sp- yeah. when you have a splash of yeah. rum with schnapps and whiskey, you can't taste the rum at all. It's fucking delicious. I mean, if I had found this shit when I was like twenty, we've talked in the past about those those schnapps, uh, Avalanche and Avalanche was the mint one, and what was the fire one again? What was the red? Oh yeah, um, what was it called? Shit, uh, aftershock is the right. One that fucked me so up. So this is yeah. this tastes a lot like aftershock, but not as sweet. <laughs> so it's like a a lot of the fire whiskey recipes I found online were just put Tabasco in whiskey and drink it. I didn't oh. I didn't do that. This is the problem with our our scale system, right? If I give something a five, that implies that's all I want to drink. So that's not possible, right? Because it's not chocolate milk or anything like that. Do you really want to give it a five? I'll give it a four and a half. It's one of the best drinks yeah. I've ever had on this show. I would every anytime it was okay. anytime it was presented to me, I would take a shot of it. But I couldn't I go. couldn't just do shots of this. You have to pace it between other things. You can't just drink this. And I don't like to do shots now because I'm a grown ass man, so I stopped doing shots like 20 years ago. This is honestly the first. Unless it's your birthday. That's uh, car bombs are are they shots? I think they're more like a mixed drink that you have to drink very very fast, very fast. Um. All right, so I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna give it a four and a half, man. Check it out. I'll put the recipe or at least the link to the recipe. If I remember, I'll do it. I'll put it on the website, uh, tigshow.com. 
Anything else, Scott? Any any uh, any breaking news? Any any special announcements? Nope. Okay. Yeah, the, the nope. audience can't see nothing. can't see you shake your head violently. Um, okay. So uh, I guess that's gonna wrap it up. I thought we'd go a little longer, but we didn't. That's fine. My back hurts. Um, you could follow us on Twitter and <laughs> Instagram at tig underscore show. Follow us on Twitter at Ryan Cody and at Scotty God and follow us on Instagram at Scotty God and at Ryan Cody 75. Uh, all the past episodes are available on tickshow.com. And if you enjoy the show, you can go there. You can click on the support TIG link. You can buy us around. You can buy us a shirt. You don't have to buy us a shirt. You buy yourself a shirt. You could buy a shirt from us for yourself. You can buy me a shirt. Yeah. You can, I think I've bought you shirts in the past. Uh, <laughs> Go to I mean, I know they're they're I know they're women's smalls because I like to see you <laughs> dressed like that. Uh, go to the uh, on the website. You can also go to the support TIG link, and there's a link to our iTunes page. Uh, you can leave us a review, a sponsor an episode there. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed uh, our creativity at its finest. We've never done a more creative or well thought out episode ever. You you with your collared shirt and your fucking scotch glass are killing me <laughs> killing me you gotta let's let's i'm gonna set the stage here real quick before we sign it's a glen cairn glass it's a what glen cairn so scott l-e-n-c-a-i-r-n so this is what you should be using to drink whiskey so cairn is like a scottish mountain yep yeah so that's something i learned yeah. just now I just want to tell everybody that I love you. It means so much to me. Um, and I'm wearing a backwards trucker hat, a T-shirt, <laughs> and I'm drinking Mississippi mud out of a jug. One of us today is more illustrious than the other. I always am. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Say goodbye, Scott. I love this so much. Goodbye. We come in pieces. We come in pieces.